Self-righteousness in the media and in my social media feed seems to have become almost as prevalent as COVID-19, driving people even farther apart than the six feet needed for safe social distancing. So while the scientists are searching for a medical cure to stop the pandemic, I thought I'd take a stab at addressing the symptoms of this other sickness. My first breakthrough? Like the stages of grief, self-righteousness seems to follow a familiar pattern. Here's what I think the stages of self-righteousness are and what we can do as leaders whenever we encounter someone exhibiting these symptoms. Welcome to another podcast episode from Rapid Start Leadership, where we get straight to the point of learning to lead well using entertaining stories, revealing research, and providing tools to help you master the craft. Becoming a great leader is not easy, but we all have the potential to improve. Our goal is to help make the leadership learning curve a little less steep for you. If you like movies with a heavy dose of dark humor and satire, you might like one I watched recently, Jojo Rabbit directed by Taika Waititi, who also directed Thor Ragnarok. It's set in Nazi Germany, but one of the things that made it hugely entertaining to me was how the writers found ways to make the incidents in the film recognizable and applicable in the 21st century context. For example, there's a scene in which the 10-year-old protagonist answers the doorbell to find five members of the Gestapo on his front step. They're impeccably dressed in matching trench coats and are well-mannered but insistent. Remove their fedoras and they could just as well have been religious missionaries hoping to share a word with you, or the nosy ladies from the Homeowners Association, or really any group of people with an inveterate belief in their own views of the world and a mission to correct yours. In the movie, these men have come to search the house for a suspected Jew in hiding. Entering the boys' room and seeing Nazi posters and drawings on the walls, the Gestapo leader congratulates the lad, saying, I wish more of our young boys had your blind fanaticism. The boy nervously plays along, but of course by this point in the movie, he's already starting to see the enormous gap between the propaganda he used to enthusiastically copy and the reality that he can see with his own eyes. It turns out that the Jewish girl hiding in his attic has neither horns nor tail. The real monsters may actually be the devout men standing in his bedroom. The scene ties in nicely with something I read recently by French Enlightenment thinker Voltaire, who warned us of similar monsters. Cherish those who seek the truth but beware of those who find it. I take some satisfaction in the fact that my friends and acquaintances span the full array of views and orientations, political, social, and personal. On my social media feed, it's not uncommon to see a meme espousing one view, and on the screen below, it's direct opposite. Diversity, that's great. What's less satisfying is the dialogue that sometimes accompanies these posts. In the comments section, there tends to be one of two responses. It's either an amen from the choir or else a cry of blasphemy from outside the church walls. In the second case, all too often an escalation of negativity erupts that seems to follow a progression. Because it saddens me to watch it happen, it seemed only appropriate to style it after the well-known stages of grief. The problem is that the stages of self-righteousness don't end with acceptance and hope. Tell me if any of this sounds familiar. Stage 1. Reflexing Whether it's a comment on social media or a remark during dinner, a tripwire is tripped, a mental alarm bell sounds, and an automatic response sequence kicks in. Whatever was said does not square with their personal worldview, and the moment cannot be allowed to pass without immediate corrective action. Stage 2. Researching. Optional. This stage is not so much focused on gathering objective facts as on proving the other side wrong. It's generally characterized by returning to familiar television pundits or social media echo chambers for bullet point arguments. When they feel they have enough ammo, they move on to step 3. 
Stage three, rubber stamp. As they fill their bandoliers, they suspend critical thinking, simply rubber stamping pat ideas and preparing to send them downrange. The most powerful bullets are the short, simple, one-size-fit-all answers. No need to question the quality of the source or adapt the idea to fit current realities. If it fits on a bumper sticker, it's good to go. Stage four, rattling off. Now fully armed with these lethal slogans and catchphrases, they rattle them off with a self-assured smile and watch for the impact on their target. Clearly, there is no refuting their now-revealed truth. Stage five, raising the volume. When the opponent doesn't immediately leap to embrace their enlightened theology, frustration sets in, so they raise the volume. It's like that clueless tourist in a foreign country who shouts louder and louder in English because the locals couldn't understand him the first time. As the volume rises, so does the blood pressure on all sides, even as mental doors slam shut to block out the noise. Stage six, rudeness and redundancy. When sheer volume fails to convince, labeling and name-calling is the next unfortunate step. The weaker the argument, the more they rely on this approach to bolster their position. It's as if they think that painting their opponent with an unflattering label will suddenly cause them to thoughtfully consider changing their minds. Or perhaps they're really just laying the groundwork for the final stage. Stage seven, relegating. When all else fails, the other side is written off as hopeless. All attempts at communication abruptly cease, and the relationship is ended. Though there might be agreement on 95% of everything else in the universe, clearly if they can't see eye to eye on this singular issue, there is no point in continuing the relationship. This cycle repeats itself far too often, and as with the stages of grief, people may spend more or less time in the different steps. They may even skip steps, jumping from reflexing directly to rudeness and then relegation. The good news is we can break the self-righteousness cycle. When they start reflexing in stage one, we have to resist the urge to immediately engage. Take a deep breath, look at the bigger picture, seek to understand and be open to different perspectives. Not every hill is worth dying on. In phase two, researching is not optional. We should do some research of our own, but dare to dig a little deeper. What's the media on the other side saying? What neutral primary sources can we check? And don't just look for points of difference. See if you can find points of congruence. In stage three, rubber stamping, as we dig up our own information, we can ask a few questions. How does that apply in case X or case Y? How might the rights and needs of individuals be impacted by ideas of these cookie cutter bumper sticker policies? What would happen if the person espousing these policies had to abide by them himself? In stage four, as the bullet points begin to fly, we can start by acknowledging the other person's position and their passion for the issue. We can highlight those points of commonality we found in stage two. As in the Ransberger pivot, when we focus first on the ways our positions are alike, it affirms our counterpart, lowers defenses, and opens the door for constructive dialogue. In stage five, the volume rises, but a race to turn up the volume knob just makes everyone hard of hearing. Clouded thought and poor decisions are the harmful byproducts of heated tempers, so it's by far better to stay cool. The louder they get, the more important it is to counter with calmness. Stage six is rudeness and repetition. But like a long-running feud, evil just begets more evil as one side tries to outdo the other. In the end, everybody loses. Don't take the bait and succumb to verbal mud wrestling. Counter with civility. Stage seven, relegating. Of course, we all have the right to our own opinions and to disagree with those of others. So let's just leave each other plenty of space. Agree to disagree if necessary, but don't let the human connection be contingent upon a single issue. If we all stop talking with people we've argued with, it would be a lonely planet indeed. Stages of self-righteousness 
the takeaway. We should absolutely cherish those who seek deeper understanding. It's when we stop trying that civilizations falter. But do be watchful for those who claim to have found the truth and are exhibiting the symptoms of self-righteousness. And remember, none of us is immune. In his autobiography, Benjamin Franklin relates that as a young man, a friend told him he was overbearing in his views and seemed to relish pointing out where his opponents were wrong. To correct his offensive behavior, Franklin shares that with some violence to his natural inclination, he began efforts to become a more humble person. The problem? Soon he found himself taking such pride in his humility that he was worried he might be tempted to boast about it. And we have to be careful in the same way. Even as we recognize that someone else is on the path to self-righteousness, we may be on one of our own. Falling into the stages is easy to do. It happens all the time. Stopping the downward spiral to relegation is much harder. It takes courage, self-discipline, and strength of character. But if nobody tries, minds will continue to close, positions harden, relationships end, and the world will continue to grow smaller and colder for everyone. The next time we open the door and discover the self-righteous on our front step, remember first that we may all be somewhere on that path and exhibiting the symptoms. And second, keep in mind that good leaders, like good doctors, work with patience. Lead on. Thank you for joining us for this Rapid Start Leadership Podcast. If you like this episode, we hope you'll share it with a friend, subscribe, and rate it on your podcast platform of choice. For more information on this topic, helpful links, and additional tools to help you become a better leader, be sure to check the show notes and visit us at rapidstartleadership.com. Until next time, lead on.